Welcome to Hey Psyche, How Do I? My name is Chris Hatfield. I'm your podcast host. I'm the founder and coach of a company called Sales Psyche and have devoted my time in the last 15, 20 years to all around mindset and mental well-being. Hey Psyche, How Do I? is all about answering those questions that we often pose to ourselves subconsciously or consciously on a daily basis, but don't always know where to start with. None of these long drawn out interviews, five minute podcasts, giving you practical insights and takeaways for you to be able to implement further. So enough about this, let's get started. Mattia, welcome. How are we doing? Chris, I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on an episode of the pod, considering what a busy life and schedule you have these days. Absolutely. Always make time for things like these. Um, I think in general, also the topic of mental health is something that we don't talk about enough in sales. So every time there's an opportunity to talk about this and to raise more awareness, I am happy to take it. Good, good. Well, for those tuning in, and there'll probably be very few who don't know who you are, uh, it'd be great to just start by a bit of an overview as to who you are, what you're doing at the moment and, and your background. Yeah, of course. I am. Well, my name is Mattia. I was born and raised in Berlin. I then moved to London to study and started my first SDR role. And when I first started my SDR role, my then manager was um, teaching me to write thousands of emails and do thousands of dials. And I don't know, they, they felt so robotic. They felt so like there was so little personality of myself in there and um, I really wasn't enjoying the job and it also wasn't working that well um, until one day I, I sort of had like a little epiphany and I was like, you know what, in order to make this job work for me, because at that time I didn't have anything to lose, the only thing that's going to make me enjoy this more is if I'm being more myself and if I bring my personality into my job and instead of writing thousands of emails and doing thousands of irrelevant calls, why don't I concentrate on a couple of good calls in um, a day where I really put in my personality, where I make them fun, where I make it fun for me to write those emails as well. And it was a bit scary at the time because, you know, as an SDR, um, you always or a lot of the times you're measured, you're being measured by quantity. And I was dropping from like first on the leaderboard, thousands of emails a day to like 10 emails a day and um, I was a little worried that management was going to come on to me and be like what is happening Mattia um, but to be fair within the first month everything changed and all of a sudden I was booking more meetings a week with a couple of emails than I was when I was sending thousands of emails out so it was safe for management side because they were like you know what we like what you're doing here um, and I also enjoyed it so much more um, and around the same time I started sharing that journey on what I was doing in my emails on LinkedIn just really for a way to therapize myself right because mm. um, I thought LinkedIn was always or LinkedIn is still a place where it's all about, you know, career and being successful and, you know, hitting quota and stuff like this when the reality of sales often looks different. So I just thought, okay, let me share my journey the way that it is with the ups and the downs, with the mistakes I'm making, with the things that I'm learning. And um, 
yes, that's what I do now, which has enabled me to, you know, build a community of German speaking SDRs, but also of SDRs around the world. Um, and in my coachings, I help them to become a little bit more of themselves in their sales outreach. Um, and that's what I do today. Great, great. Well, um, I think it, you've kind of alluded to the topic I wanted to, to come on to with you today, because of course, one of the big things you touched on that kind of mental health side of things and our mindset in sales is that constant feeling of comparison with others. And of course, it can be used as a, as a really positive thing to almost create that inspiration of, oh, look where I can get to. But it can also go the other way. And almost you mentioned there, even if it's on LinkedIn now or even outside of work in, in Instagram, but leaderboards, that that feeling of constantly comparing yourself. If you take yourself back to when you first died, what was that? What was that feeling like and, and what were your first impressions of that comparison? Yeah, for sure. To me, it was horrible because I'm I'm a very ambitious person, right? Like I I always want to be the first on the leaderboard. I always want to win any kind of competition. I have four siblings. Like we were always fighting each other um, <laughs> yeah. and I'm the oldest one. So I was used to like at least physically winning over them because obviously I was older um so I remember in the beginning of me like I mean first of all first day I walk into this office and I was like this can't be that easy I just need to like speak to a couple of people you know I can talk um and then like sort of the first couple of weeks I realized okay this isn't as easy as it seems um and then the leaderboard got introduced or we first had access to the leaderboard and obviously I was at the bottom and I just did not like seeing that and I think you're right in the beginning. It is also motivating to be able to see, oh, okay, if I if I put in more work and um, if I learn more about this, I can be on top of there. But at the same time, to me, it also felt so far away. Like I felt so alone because also a lot of the times, you know this, in, in, in the SDR world, there isn't much coaching. You're kind of like thrown out mm -hmm. of the job and then you get started and you realize fuck no one wants to no one wants to reply back to me and I'm kind of talking to myself all day talking to a brick wall um and I remember I remember being very insecure about it because I was like this is, is supposed to be easy why is this not working and I was I was starting myself very heavily um and I think I I countered it in in probably quite an unhealthy way because I was then just waking up at 6 a.m in the morning uh sending emails out like I said in the beginning thousands of emails yeah obviously never got a reply um and it just wasn't working. So I was just doubting myself and I didn't really get the support from the team and I think also, in sales, a lot of the times you want to be successful, right? And it's difficult to go to your colleagues or to your manager and say, I'm struggling, I'm not hitting my target. It's 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 also like a pride thing, right? So I didn't want to do that. So I felt felt very alone in the beginning, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think it like you say, it's that particularly as with SDRs, because it's your normally your first job or first career job. There's that feeling of, well, I don't I don't want to say I'm struggling because what does that mean? Like, I, I've never dealt with this before. Does this mean that I, you know, they just get rid of me or look at everyone else? Like even you talk about LinkedIn, they seem to be killing it. And I'm I'm here, like maybe I'm the odd one out. Maybe I'm not right for sales. Maybe I haven't got the, the right personality. And then you start creating mm -hmm. all these kind of stories, which, of course, you can believe in. Sort of, I suppose, first part of the question is how how did you get? To deal with it or how did you process that and, and change your mindset around it 
And I'll stop there before I ask the second part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it took a very long time. Honestly, I, I'd be lying if I said, yeah, you know, I did this one thing. And then a week later, I was all fine with everything. I think um, that's an unrealistic expectation. And sadly, it doesn't happen like that in reality. But um, I do think me sharing my journey and, 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 and starting to post about this on LinkedIn really, really, really helped me cope with it. Because I remember, you know, going on LinkedIn and and doubting myself because everyone's saying, oh, just closed a six million deal and I've just mm. hit quota and, you know, I'm the best performer and all of these kind of things. And I was out there not even getting a reply on my email. And I was just like, what, How, how's everyone doing this? So I, when I, when I, when, when I set myself the goal on posting on LinkedIn, I was like, I am going to post what is real within my life and I want other people to see that they're not the only ones that are struggling right and I think I wrote my first post about um, an email that I sent or two emails that I sent exactly the same content completely the same and one person got back to me and said this is the worst email I have ever received in my life, Mattia. You should change your job. He was horrible. And then two minutes later, I got a reply from someone else from the exact same email saying this was the best email and they want to have a meeting ASAP tomorrow. And I was just sitting there like, huh, this is this is how sales goes, right? Sometimes you get yeah. a bad reply and sometimes you get a good reply. And it doesn't really matter what you do. It just you know, sometimes they have a bad day and stuff like that. So I thought that was a that was a cool message. So I posted it and it was my first post ever that I think went viral with, with thousands of likes because people were like, I've been in this exact same situation. Someone has sent me a really mean email that was mm. totally uncalled for, but it wasn't necessarily my fault. Um, And so many people related to that. And then I felt supported right I was like cool I'm not the only one like it just seems like I was the first person to talk about this within within my LinkedIn bubble and um, that was the first time where I was like okay I'm not the only one I can speak about this most people experience the same they just don't talk back like they just don't talk about it right so um, I just continued sharing stuff like this on LinkedIn with every thing that I shared, there was thousands of people that felt exactly the same way. Um, and that's how I dealt with it, with community, to be fair. Yeah, it is ironic, isn't it? I think a lot of this and even run mental health, we're almost thinking we don't want to talk about it because we think we're the only ones going through it. But if everyone spoke about it more, we'd realize that we're not. And that's what builds that connection and that understanding and even maybe people listening to you now talking about this might not see that because they see, you know, what you're doing now. And, and and it's very easy to kind of get caught up and thinking, oh, my God, she's so successful. Look at everything she's doing. That kind of comparison as well. And I think we, we were talking about this before with before we were recording about the LinkedIn piece. And obviously you're seeing it from a different angle now. And I think it. I'm always mindful, like that feeling of comparison will never, never stop. And nor should it, because it, in used in the right way, it can help drive you and inspire you. But it's about your reaction to it rather than trying to stop the feeling of it. And that's what I think by, as you say, like building that familiarity and going, oh, look, other people feel like this. This doesn't make me feel alone. But also going, well, what can I do within my control within this situation? Like, How can I use this? And And also being conscious if someone is, rather than inspiring you, intimidating them, intimidating you, remove them. You don't have to follow people. It's nothing personal. 
if it's not helping you, then, you know, have a detox from it. Get rid of those people. Absolutely. Exactly what you just said. I think a big part of it is also self-awareness, right? Like I'm really trying to be as self-aware as I can. Like the other day, like, you know, obviously some some people follow me on LinkedIn. And as you say, they're like, oh, you're so successful and, and stuff like this. But I mean, I'm still struggling with all of these things, right? Like I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, who am I? Like, what am I doing? I, I don't know where, where other people look at my posts and they, they think I'm so successful, right? And I'm not saying I'm not successful, but every everyone has the same triggers and the same feels anxious about the same things, right? And the other day I was there thinking like, oh, you know, I don't know, my follower growth hasn't been so fast and Morgan J. Ingram, he has like 150,000 followers and I only have like, what, 26,000 followers. And I, 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 I caught myself thinking like this and I really had to pull myself out of it and be like, oh my God, Mattia, you're being ridiculous. Like you, yes, you can compare yourself to Morgan, but he's done this for five years already. And obviously he has more followers. And in the end, is it about followers? No, it's about doing what I enjoy, right? And I really mm. have to catch on to these thoughts, pull myself out of it, pull myself back into reality and think about, is this a good comparison that I'm doing at the moment? Does this make sense that I'm comparing myself to a LinkedIn guru who's done this for 10 years? Does this make sense? Or should I maybe more think about myself and compare myself to a year ago when yeah. I didn't have any followers and when no one was liking my posts, right? But I don't know, there's something in the human brain that, that makes us forget this, right? Like sometimes I'm like, oh, only 200 people liked my post where I'm like, this is stupid. If you compare this to a year ago, only 10 people liked my post. Yeah. Only three people liked my post. Why am I be? do you know? Um, yeah. And I think, and I think it's natural. I think you shouldn't beat yourself up if you have those, those, those thoughts, right. But just remember to analyze them and be self, be self-aware in that situation and write down if it actually makes sense to have those thoughts mm. or not. Um, because as yeah. you said, I think they are competition drives us always right like me seeing morgan super successful that drives me that makes me be like oh okay i can i can do this as well if he can do it but there's there's a healthy comparison and a healthy drive and an unhealthy drive and you just need to know where you are at yeah definitely yeah as you as you say i suppose what we've been the kind of constant theme is the purpose is not to try and stop those thoughts it's about challenging them when they come up Exactly. I often use this analogy and you'll be able to relate to this as a, as a boxer yourself. No matter how hard you train, you're still going to get punched in the head. Yeah. So it's not about stopping the punches, it's knowing how to deal with them when they happen and exactly. being able to get back up and, and manage them. And, and when that does come up, as you say, self-comparison is always the best way to go is to turn it inwards and go, how am I better off compared to this time last week or last month or last year? And that is the kind of habit to get into. But what can also help with this is self-reflection even when mm -hmm. you don't feel like you need it, is constantly sort of reflecting and going, how am I moving forwards? What have I achieved? What have I done? Because in those moments, that's where that will really help. Because in reality, you'll always be able to go and find someone more successful than you if you want to go and find it. It's very easy to do that. But it's it, you can get into that habit of thinking, I'm just going to feed off of this and self-loathe in it. 
when in reality it, it's not going to help you at all and i suppose even your point of 250 people like imagine 250 people in a room even if you're in the journey of 10 people liking your post or three imagine being at a networking event and three people listening to you like if that was in a room you would be like oh this is great this is a really good feeling yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. I, I literally sat there. I was like, oh my God, Mattia, what the hell? <laughs> Why are you thinking like this? But sometimes it just naturally happens and that's okay. But as you said, self, self-reflection self and writing things down, that that really helps me with my LinkedIn posts because most of my LinkedIn posts are about things that I'm struggling with at the moment, right? I really therapize myself with it and have taking that time to write those thoughts down and if you in the end end up posting them on LinkedIn or not, but just having a dedicated time where you write your thoughts down, what you've learned, what your mistakes were, how you feel really helps in analyzing them and helps you recognize those patterns, right? I always recognize my patterns when I write them down. I'm like, oh, I thought like this last month as well. When someone said something like this to me, how did I deal with it then? And just, mm. you know, bringing those thoughts on paper, I think really, really helps because otherwise you just have them in your in your in your head and they sometimes i feel like they 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 just become bigger and bigger as you think about them and you make them out to be so much more than they actually are in your head yeah. whereas yeah. when you have them on paper you're like okay it's actually just this it's not this monster that i've made up in my head you know yeah um, yeah. yeah i mean that links to the spotlight theory like the longer you look at something the bigger it becomes mm. or this thing that happened one time in your head happens every time Exactly. And our self-talk, I don't know if you've heard the stat, but it's about 800 to 1,200 words per minute. So mm. it's like sticking yourself on times 10. That's how noisy it is. And to your point of writing things down, I suppose the analogy I often use, it's a bit like looking in the mirror. Imagine mm. going through life, like getting ready and never looking in the mirror or you've done your hair in the morning is writing things down allows you to have that reflection in every sense and, and therefore be able to better understand it and better better process it. Because if you've never looked at yourself in the mirror in your life, you're like, what do I look like? But the more you yeah. do, the more you understand yourself physically. And, and that's the same with writing things down, but from a mental perspective. Yeah, exactly. Even though I feel like it's so it's so easy to dismiss that sometimes, right? Because it's, I don't know, it's just nothing you see. Like if I see I've gained three kilos, right? Then I look into the mirror and I can see that I have probably, right? And then I can do something about it. If I look into the mirror, I will never be able to see how my mental health is doing or, mm-hmm. um, you know, like it's it's very, it can, like I, I find myself pushing it back into my mind sometimes and ignoring it because it's not, it's not physically there. I can no, only it's not tangible. I can push it back. Right, exactly. It's not tangible. So making it tangible really, really, really helps with these things, I think, um, because otherwise they're just up in the air and you don't yeah. know how to deal with them. You don't even know if they're there sometimes. Um, yeah. And I've I've caught myself, you know, starting like, I don't know, do you know those bullet diaries, like three bullet diaries, mm-hmm. like something you're grateful. And I've never ended up doing them because, I, yeah, I don't know, I start with them and then I don't see it in front or I don't see the results immediately and I push it back into my mind. So I think finding something that actually works for you, in my case, was I'm being held accountable by writing these thoughts down on my LinkedIn every Monday, every Wednesday. Those those things help me be accountable for it. Find your own rhythm or find your... I always feel like you need to make yourself... You need to set yourself up for success, right? If you know you do it, you write those thoughts down. If you get a reminder on your phone every day at 10 p.m., 
put up that reminder did you know like make yourself set, set yourself up for success and 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 doing these things because if you're just like oh yeah i'll do it you'll probably not do it <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. know if that made sense <laughs> it does it does and i think going back to your point it's also sometimes shifting the focus of i did a post about this on linkedin this morning actually like when i first started to exercise it mm -hmm. was the main driver was all about how i looked and i'd always try and look for those visible tangible things and they weren't always there which kind of reduce that level of satisfaction or motivation and kind of where I've got to now the main driver I still want to keep in good physical shape but it's more about how do I feel because mm -hmm. if you're and it's changing the language in my head is like if I can't see it but it's like but if I can feel it that's the most important thing so I know after every workout now I'm like do I feel good yeah great success that's that's that is enough and it might be intangible but a feeling can still be measurable and tangible it's just changing the language around it as well exactly yeah that's a really good that's a really good point to be fair really good point well Mattia you know I'd, I'd love to chat with you all day about this and we probably could it probably could be a three or four hour episode um but thank you so much for joining me today I really appreciated it absolutely um I had a I had a lot of fun if um you know if if people are being influenced by their mental health or they're comparing comparing themselves message me um i'm always i always have an open ear for it um and remember talking about it is the best the best way of of coping with it um if you just lock yourself into a room and don't talk about it it'll never get better so reach out to people on linkedin especially on linkedin i feel like people are always intimidated to reach out to other people on linkedin but really linkedin i think is the the, the best social media platform mm. out of all of them because everyone's actually there to help right like on Instagram, everyone can be anonymized and write nasty comments. On LinkedIn, you can't do that because it's actually linked to your career. So people are so much so much more open to helping you. And even though they don't know you, I've met so many people on LinkedIn that on my journey on, on, on LinkedIn where I was having troubles and I messaged them being like, hey, can we talk about this? Because you've seems like you've been going through the same problem. They never knew me. They've never heard about me. And still they made like 20 minutes to talk about me. And it's always been so valuable. So don't be afraid of reaching out to to people on LinkedIn and talking about these things, right? Um, I'm sure that in 99% of the cases, you'll get a positive, positive answer. So um, use that to your advantage. Yeah, and well said. And you kind of um, answered my final question. So thank you oh, for that sorry. as well. <laughs> no, don't apologize. Um, but yeah, Matia, thank you so much for, for joining me today. And for everyone, thanks for listening. Um, if people want to find out more about what you're doing, where's the best place to go? Probably LinkedIn, um, even though my LinkedIn is, is crazy sometimes and it takes me a couple of days to like see through the messages. So if it's really urgent, send me an email at matia.sdrsofgermany.com or LinkedIn if it can wait a couple of days. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And everyone, thanks for tuning in. I shall catch you again soon. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, if you ever have any questions you want to pose for Hey Psyche, How Do I, get in touch on Instagram at Hey Psyche How. Drop me a message on LinkedIn, Chris Hatfield, or you can visit sellspsyche.co.uk for more around this. Catch you soon and stay mindful.